Hey, good evening, almost good morning, Kansas City. Chiefs again, feel like a broken record here, get the win 30-27 to 27 over the uh, Chargers, essentially win this division for the seventh straight year. They have a three-game advantage as we sit right now, technically four because they do uh, have two wins in the bag against the Chargers. But the question was, can the Chiefs win? Can the Chiefs win without big weapons since Tyreek Hill's gone? Hmm. They did. Can the Chiefs win by using other players? Hmm. Hardman didn't play. Juju Smith-Schuster has really become an anchor for this team's offense. Didn't play. Who was it? Guys like Justin Watson. Three catches, 67 yards. How about the rookie Sky Moore breaking out? Five for 63. Then there was Jody freaking Fortson. Two catches, 51 yards, just on a dime from Patrick Mahomes, just right there in the breadbasket between the eight and eight, where he, I mean, he's one of the best throws I've seen that Patrick Mahomes make. And then, of course, there was the greatest of all time, Travis Kelsey. Six catches, 115 yards, and three touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, by the way, goes 15-2 and in his career against the Chargers. Nine straight primetime wins for the Chiefs. And we put it this way. If you don't like Mahomes, first of all, you're a loser. And I know across the meeting, like Skip Bayless and Samuel Ocho and all these guys, the hot takes, who the best quarterback is. No, you saw the best quarterback tonight for the Kansas City Chiefs. There's no argument. He won the MVP tonight. He is clearly the leader of most valuable player in the National Football League, even over Jalen Hurts that, you know, whatever. He'll, He'll come back to earth. He's having a great year, but Mahomes is the guy. Put it this way. He is 14-0 against the division on the road. Divisional games are the most important in the NFL. The road division games are the toughest to go play. Because winning at home is one thing, but winning on the road, that's another. He's 14-0 against the division. And it's good to see people starting to take notice of this. They did mention it for a little bit on the broadcast tonight. At the very end there, you see Tariqo and Collinsworth were kind of talking about it. I know Mitch has talked about it plenty on the radio, but nationally, are they talking about it? NFL just tweeted about it. The real NFL account tweeting about Mahomes being 14 and 0 against the division on the road. But can he win again without big weapons? I mean, that was the question. People said, oh, he wins because of th-. I've heard it. I, I heard plenty of them say it. Skip Bayless, you name it, say it. Well, he wins because of Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Well, he doesn't have Tyree Kill. And he didn't have his McCole Hardman, Juju Smith Schuster. MVS, so he did have MVS, and MVS came up with a grand total of mm, one catch, 18 yards tonight. Kadarius Tony got hurt again. It was going to be the Tony show. Hamstring injury. That's what hurt him in New York. He was dealing with that hamstring. He's dealing with it here in Kansas City. But make no mistake about it, as Andy Reid called Patrick Mahomes the Grim Reaper in that Bills game were 13 seconds when Andy Reid looked at him and said, hey, when it's grim, be the grim reaper. And that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he does. I mean, let's face it. His career has only ended up in the AFC title game in overtime with losses or in the Super Bowl. That's it. He's played almost to the max every single season. It is unbelievable what he's doing. You're seeing a Hall of Famer in him. Andy Reid's already a lock for the Hall of Fame. And you're seeing the greatest ever in Travis Kelsey. Three more touchdowns tonight. Breaks Gronk Street, uh, streak of 33 games now, over 100 yards. Of course, he's got the six 1,000 yards as, as seasons as a tight end. Nobody's done that. 
Um, they're all in a row, too, um, as far as getting their rows. The record was three with Greg Olson. Kelsey's already doubled that, and he's going to add to that uh, with seven. What you're seeing is greatness. The rest of the NFL has been on notice about the Chiefs. They are incredibly hard to stop. You think you do? Look at the offseason for the Chargers, the Broncos, the Raiders. They spent all this money. You got Russell Wilson going to Denver, right? Let's ride. Let's ride. Russell Wilson and Denver, Broncos suck. Then you get the Raiders. They bring in Devontae Adams, right? Oh, man, Chandler Jones, gonna be, Raiders suck. And then you see everybody's All-American, Justin Herbert. <laughs> Everybody say, oh, this is his year. Justin Herbert has as many playoff wins as I do, which is none. Justin Herbert does the same thing I do when it's the playoffs. We watch it on the couch. Brandon Staley. Zero playoff wins. Never even been there. Matter of fact, every coach in the AFC West has never been to the postseason. But Andy Reid, and he sits third all-team in time in postseason wins. Yet people still want to pick another team in this division. Evidently, nobody's played poker. Because in poker, you go with the odds. You consider your outs. You consider what's on the table. And you go with your odds if you want to make money, if you want to be good. Yeah, you can get lucky at a home game or whatever. But if you want to be good, you got to go with the odds. The Chiefs, not the odds to win this division. His division was locked up tonight in Los Angeles. Yeah, they still got to go to Denver, and they still got to go to Vegas for the Raiders. Big deal. Nice little trips. I mean, it's division. The Chiefs is continuing to do it. Look how hard it is to be good after going to the Super Bowl. You get the Bengals stumbling on themselves this year. How good are the Rams, the world champions? They look like crap. Buccaneers have not been good since they won the Super Bowl. They've been okay, not great. But the Chiefs have consistently been good. But now I want to hear from you guys. 913-586-7610. Let's go no huddle. Edward Jalaire gets the handoff. Off the first hit, off the second hit, off the third hit, and into the sweet nectar of the end zone. Taking your calls now at 913-586-7610. That's right. Time to hear from you. It's the no huddle. Brought to you by Silverstein Eye Centers. The Silverstein Eye Center phone line. Kansas City's most trusted eye doctors. Let's go out to, uh, well, let's go out to where the Chiefs are. Let's go to Reggie in Anaheim, who I hope is at the game tonight. What's up, Reggie? Reggie. Reggie, are you there? Reggie, it's not a way to start off, my man. Not a way to start off. Let's go to Batman. Let's go, Batman. Batman. Do we have problems with the phone line, Jed? Because it looks like we do. Looks like we got a big problem with the phone line. We'll get we'll get to back to the phones in just a minute. We're having a little bit of uh, technical issues in here. We'll get to them in just a second. I know you guys have a lot of takes uh, to say. You've, you've seen this game. Everybody's excited about this game. Here's Reggie. Let's go back to Reggie. What's up, Reggie? Hey, man. Uh, I'm going to be real uh, short and brief. You remember when Ali fought Ernie Terrell, and Ernie Terrell kept calling him Clashes Clay, and Ali beat his ass so bad, he said, what's my name? Tell me my name. This was the Patrick Mahomes, what's my name game. Because all we heard all offseason is how Justin Sherbert, he had Justin Sherbert and the Chargers, and that Sherbert because they all look pretty in their little cute powder blue uniforms, but they melt faster than, than I, don't, I don't know what. You know what I'm saying? All we heard all offseason was how dope they were, how, the, how they were going to be the class of the AFC West, and all Mahomes is saying is what's my name. This has put the AFC West on notice. This has put the NFL on notice. The AFC still comes through Arrowhead, and anybody else's name you throwing around in the AFC that ain't Patrick Mahomes, that ain't Andy Reid, you need to shut your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 Chris Jones tonight, uh, uh, the whole defense, 
uh, uh, Nick Bolton tonight, 14 tackles. You know what I'm saying? Any talk about not paying Chris Jones, stop it. Stop it. Pay the man. He needs to be a chief for life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, can we stop playing games, Andy? Can we just get a man the ball 15 times, 16 times a game? The man's running with explosive dynamite in his legs every time he touched the ball. Nobody won't run like him in the NFL. Isaiah Pacheco is special. Get him the ball. And last but not least, Sky Moore. This was the Sky Moore game. Sky Moore came up big in the absence of Juju, in the absence of Tony. This team is saying, what's my name? We still own the West, and we're giving y'all the business with no sales tax. But get your, <laughs> get your tax forms ready because January 1st is coming up, baby, and I'm out of here. All right, Reggie, happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. Always good hearing from you. Yeah, we'll get into a lot of these individual performances. They, they are worth talking about. Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco, 15 carries. The Chiefs, by the way, 163 yards rushing. Yeah, th- th- this is becoming a well-rounded team. They had 155 yards last week. That's 318 if you're counting in the last two weeks for the Kansas City Chiefs. They averaged over six yards a carry tonight, five yards a carry last night. But a Pacheco over 100 yards tonight, 107 to be exact, ran tough, ran hard. This is what happens when you keep – and he gets better. Like If you look at the stats in depth with Isaiah Pacheco, he keeps getting better as the game goes on. And that's no mystery. That's what happens to good running backs. They do. Really good ones in this game. They may struggle getting the halftime, but they get better in the third quarter. They get better in the fourth quarter. Just keep feeding them and see what happens. This makes Mahomes better because he, he can relax. He doesn't have to put the team on his shoulders every single week. I mean, tonight was the running game. Did great, but you know, Mahomes still 329 yards and three touchdowns. You know, hitting his main target, Travis Kelsey. But, yeah, you got to be able to run the football. You're not seeing eight-man fronts. So running the football behind Patrick Mahomes in this offense is an absolute dream. And, yes, Sky Moore, what a game. The guy's sure-handed as it comes, and he, he starts to show a little bit more confidence. You know, the punt returning, I think, you know, setting back a little bit. He was, you know, muffed the punts. Then just Andy Reid addressed some of that in the postgame. We'll hear that in just a little bit. We had inside that that locker room. But he had the biggest hands at the combine. I was just saying, oh, big deal. No, that's a big deal with receivers. Big hands means good things for wide receivers, but we'll get to all that as we go, let's go back to phones and Batman. Always good to hear from a superhero. What's up, Batman? <laughs> it's always good to hear from you, man. I know you're in a good mood tonight. You could probably do this show for the next six hours. You know what I'm saying? Could. But the uh, and from Reggie, I'm. I think we got jammed. The Joker was jamming him and me to begin with because I, you know, I, I was talking, and then uh, I thought when Reggie got jammed, I thought we weren't going to get on. But all I'm trying to tell you is, you know, I called in. I always called in. I've called in when we've had runs before, when we drink the gravy. I, you know, I told you about it. I remember you remember the gravy when we drink it, that victory gravy. And all I'm, I'm just trying to say. It's almost Thanksgiving, Batman. Drink that gravy. Are you ready for the gravy? I want, you know, we got to save some of it, you know, for the Super Bowl and everything. But, I yeah, mean, you, I, make you, know, more you know, it's getting hot. <laughs> but the deal of it is, bro, now listen, Bink, you know, uh, it's like what I said last time that, the defense is really gelling together. Did you see uh, the way Gay and Bolton handle the middle and, and the way the pressure's coming? Who's going to stop Chris Jones? Nick Bolton and is starting to get – I'm glad you brought up Bolton, Batman. He's starting to get his name, you know, recognized around pro. the National Everybody Football League. bring him up. He's going to be all pro. 14 you tackles know, I mean, tonight, interception, <laughs> and a forced fumble. Not bad. Mm-mm. I'm not saying – and then everybody was ready to say uh, send Sky more pass. And I'm telling you, the man's got hands. You know, you know, it's, uh, fielding a punch not real easy. And, and I'm no, trying people to have no patience anymore. People have no patience anymore, Batman. They really don't. 
You know, I, I, it's funny because even on this show a couple weeks ago, people were complaining about the offense. And I'm like, seriously, man? <laughs> Do you watch other NFL games? Do you consider yourself a football fan where you actually watch teams besides the Chiefs? Did you not see that jumbled up crap that was at noon today on full display? The Jets and Patriots didn't score till the final series, uh, the final play of the game with that punt return. The Jets had, what, two yards in the second half? They had a grand total of 103 total yards. And the Jets have been off to a decent season this year. It's garbage. Watch other games. The Chiefs averaged 30 points a game. And that's not going down because they won the game 30 to 27 tonight. They're the only team in the National Football League to average over 30 points a game right now. Yes, right. The only one. The Chiefs are what the NFL wants. That game tonight is exactly what the Chiefs or the NFL wants. Chiefs and Chargers always comes down to the end. That's why these teams are on three straight primetime games in, in this series. People want to see it. Chiefs find a way to win. Teams get them down and they find a way to fight back. It's unbelievable. And all these moves these teams made in the offseason. Chargers went hog wild making moves in the offseason, specifically on defense. Remember Khalil Mack? Everybody made their key move, right? Khalil Mack, then you had Devontae Adams to the Raiders and Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Let's ride. It doesn't matter. As long as 15 exists. And by the way, <laughs> that's Patrick Mahomes' 25th straight victory in November and December. Are you kidding me? Go look up Aaron Rodgers if, if you want to. Go look it up. And not only that, Patrick Mahomes has never lost. He's only two games he's lost by more than one score. Find me another quarterback and say that. Find me another quarterback that's gone the AFC title game or NFC title game their first four years of the Super Bowl. Try to find it. Good luck because you can't. Find another quarterback that's gone 14-0 in division on the road his first 14 games. Good luck because you're not finding it. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Big T and Shawnee. What's up, Big T? Hey, hey, man. Happy night to you, Bing. Thanks for taking my call, buddy. How you doing, man? You hanging in there? Good, Big T. How you doing? I'm, I'm hanging in there, man. I'm happy tonight, Bing. So, you, you hit the nail on the head. All those numbers, seems like every time the Chiefs play a game, they break some record or add to their legacy. It, it, it gives me it gives me goosebumps when you, like, you mentioned, uh, like, I want to mention, like, the 49ers back in the day in Montana, some of those runs they went on where they just owned that division and, and owned the NFC. You're watching greatness, everybody. I hope everybody appreciates this because I grew up watching some really, really bad quarterbacking. I mean, every week this guy, best trigger in the league, this, the king of swing, he just gets it done, Bing. I mean, he's just amazing. He's, he's the MVP. Yeah, receivers go down. There's no Schuster, no McCole Harmon. Tony goes out. You know, other guys just step up. If, you're, if you study the playbook and you, you keep your head down and work hard, the king of swing will find you the ball, man. I mean, you mentioned it, Watson, Fortson. Uh, 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 Sky Moore and then Travis Kelsey, he's just the baddest mofo in the league. Everybody, he's a Hall of Famer. He had a super effect earlier this year. He got a trifecta tonight. He, he's a badass, being We love Travis Kelsey. He owns the Chargers. He's a Charger killer. 15 and, and 2. Drive, what's that? 15 and 2 against him in his career. That's right, Bing. That's me. I love just bringing the stats on my and and that last drive, it just, it you, it's a beautiful thing to watch. It, he's, he, the, the king of swing has just guided him down the field, and the Chargers are just going, wait a minute, we left this guy at buck 46. 
you know, they pan over the sidelines. King of Sling, show. I like that. Justin Herbert, did you see the look on his face? His body language, he knew. He's like, this game's over. You know what? That's he Mahomes. did know, Big T, and I'm glad you brought that up because remember when Josh Palmer scored that touchdown? He's doing his little dance in the end zone. A lot of the Chargers yes. were careful there. A lot of the Chargers were careful there. And Herbert was Man. careful there and everything else because they left too much damn time on the clock. Justin Herbert knew it. Brandon Staley knew it. The Chargers knew it. I knew it. You knew it. The crowd knew it. Everybody knew it. You left too much time for Mahomes. It was a beautiful thing to watch because Buffalo fans, they were all like, hey, we beat Cleveland. They Chargers are going to take care of the Chiefs. We're going to have the number one seed again. Oh, not too fast. Not, don't just, just put on the brakes. It's the Chiefs and everybody else. It's over by Thanksgiving. We're going to win our division. They say there's three things in life, death, taxes, but now or two things in life, death and, ta- death and taxes. Now there's three. It's the Kansas City Chiefs winning their division, and then the road to the Super Bowl goes through Kansas City. Isaiah Pacheco, great job, 115 yards. That hadn't been done since last year, fourth week against Philadelphia. Woo, way to go. And, and way to go. We got five sacks. This, this, uh, this defense is just kicking ass and taking names. I liked how Andy Reid at the halftime, they, they got, kind of got away from that run a little bit, Bink. But after the half, they, they, like, they just kept doing it, kept pounding it, and they attacked that weakness, and that's what great coaches do. Way to go, the enemy. Way to go, Big Red. We love you guys. Keep up the great work, and as always, let's go, Chiefs. There's big T's fired up tonight. Yeah, you know, th- this. here's the thing. Defense did not look good in the first half. It didn't look good at all, to be honest with you. It didn't. Second half, Spagnola, it, ma- it made a difference. Mike Williams goes out of the game. The Chiefs could go start, you know, putting their ears back and going after the quarterback. They made a big difference. I really did. They got five sacks tonight. It's most times Justin Herbert's ever been sacked. Let me put this in perspective. The Chiefs came into the game eighth in the NFL in sacks. Remember everybody said, ooh, they're not going to be able to get to the quarterback this year. Oh, they're not going to be able to do it. Well, they are. They're eighth in the NFL. They're going to go up to sixth or seventh after tonight's game. Uh, the Chargers gave up the fewest sacks in the NFL, by the way. They were number 32 in sacks given up. That was best in the NFL in sacks given up. And look at tonight, the Chiefs get five. Let's go real quickly to Tim in Kansas City. What's up, Tim? Yeah, Bing, don't you think the fact that the Chiefs are not winning by a lot is not good for Mahomes' MVP case? No, uh, no, because it's the NFL. Three points is what a lot of teams do. More games have been decided or, or have been within seven points through four in the fourth quarter than any time in the NFL history. All these games I are would, close. They are. I would I would add that they're probably going to give it to Dak and Jalen Hurts because Mahomes is not supported by his teammates enough. If he's yeah. so lackluster, I think I think he'll be fine, man. I, I think people yeah, overlook that. I think they look, they look at the individual doing that stuff. Uh, Tim, they look at the individual. All right, what's he doing? What's the defense doing? And they take all that stuff into account. They take it all into account, well, like what he's playing with and giving up points. But they, they've had a couple blowouts this year. Remember we what they sure remember what they did? Sure, remember what they put on that ass in San Francisco? We sure got against the number one defense look. in the Do you remember that, Tim? Do you remember what we they sure did to the 49ers? Do you remember what they did against the 49ers, the number one defense in the NFL? Do you know what they did? They put them over their lap and they spanked them. Let's go to Sandra in Phoenix. What's up, Sandra? Well, first of all, happy Thanksgiving, Bing. Same to you. And secondly, somebody put Eeyore in the barn because the grown ups are out playing tonight. First of all, salute to Big T, Asri, Travis. I think Chargers fans must see Kelsey in their nightmares. And I am glad for that. Finally, 
I would like to share something, although I'm superstitious. I'm going to go ahead and say it because Kent Swanson tweeted something similarly tonight. March 18th, I saved this to my phone from the Internet. They really building super teams just to lose to Patrick Mahomes twice a year. (laughs) That's all I got. Thanks. Sandra, you take care in Phoenix right now, and happy Thanksgiving to you as well. We need to take a time out here on the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. We come back, the editor-in-chief of the Arrowhead Pride, uh, arrowheadpride.com, the one and only prince himself, Pete Sweeney. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Chiefs get the win in L.A., 30-27. to 27. But joining us now, the Pete Sweeney. Pete's parents brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. We go out to a man they call Pete Sweeney. Why? Because that's his name, Pete Sweeney. What's up, Pete? <laughs> hey, what's going on? Hey, you know what? This is this is fun. It's always fun. Uh, it was a tale of two halves tonight for the Chiefs. Completely different halves. So whatever happened in the first half, forget about it. Go to the second half. But Pete. Um, defense did not look good in the first half. Second half, you know, they found a way to get five sacks. The Chargers were number one, a fewest sacks in the NFL. They found a way to get five. Chris Jones was a monster. Mike Dana was a monster. Nick Bolton with 14 tackles, a forced fumble, an interception. They had guys stand up tonight. Yeah, I, I know that there's been some criticism out there about Steve Spagnuolo, and I I'm having a hard time with it just because I just think the job he's done maybe this year has, has been more impressive than any other year, even in, including the Super Bowl. I mean, the team defensively was pretty good early on, and I, I just think you're seeing where there are times when you're dealing with first and second year players, I, I think there is going to be some vulnerability. The beginning of the game, they were getting gashed a little bit, but there was a real settling in as the game went along, and then kind of what we've seen throughout the season, by the end of the game, it was a strength. And, and you can kind of tell that that the Chargers were rattled enough to the point of, okay, sort of bought Patrick Mahomes in the offense time. And Nick Bolden, to me, is somebody that has really come into his own as a leader for this defense. Chris Jones is very quietly starting to maybe even get in like those defensive player of the years conversations. I'm not saying he's going to win it, but he's at least starting to maybe enter that conversation, certainly among the best defensive tackles in the league. And you had to have Brian cook come in the game and and play his role. You saw that there were times that Joshua Williams and and Jalen Watson got picked on, but you know, they'll be better for it. And I just think, you know, the defense has given you a chance to win games. And I I think by the time the playoffs roll around, it'll be really clicking on all cylinders. Chris Jones mentioned in his post-game press conference, we're finally getting everyone back. So I don't don't know if we didn't see the peak of this defense. And look, they did enough. It wasn't a perfect night, but they did enough. No question about Nick Bolton with those 14 tackles. I like to remind people all the time when they talk about Orlando Brown and whether they're disappointed or not. I said, don't forget, you got picked number 58 in that trade with the Ravens. That got you Nick Bolton. So don't give Nick all that praise and, and go hard on, on Orlando Brown because guess what? He's here because of Orlando Brown. Let's face it. They read the draft. Nick Bolton is a first uh, rounder. hundred percent. He is Mike Williams leaves the game for the chargers. I thought that was kind of a pivotal moment because I think that allowed the chiefs to get after Herbert more. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I wonder what this game would have looked like if Mike Williams was able to, to stay in it. But, you you know, you worry about that for the player because this is, this, this is two receivers now who both came back early. Keenan Allen came back early the first time, ended up re-injuring himself. I imagine Mike Williams will now miss 
another game. Usually that's what happens when you try to return and then you sort of get re-injured. You're, you're back on the shelf. And you could just tell what the Chargers offense can be when they're having these two stud receivers. I mean, we saw it for so many years in Kansas City with Travis Kelsey and, and Tyree Kill. I know they, they, they were a tight end and a wide receiver, and those are two receivers. But I just think from a weapon standpoint, it's just, you, you saw early in the game what the Chargers could be. So a little bit of a break for the Chiefs in, in that sense. But, uh, again, you know, I, I think that, that – that's when teams rise to the occasion, right? When when stuff happens and you can take advantage of certain things. The Chiefs had their share of injuries in this game as well, and uh, they were able to overcome them. Yeah, no question about it. Speaking of the Chiefs' injuries, Pete, uh, Kadarius Tony, the hamstring again, that's the problem he had in New York with the Giants. It is something to watch because that's been an issue in the past. Clyde in his ankle doesn't look good. Andy Reid, he really uh, said it doesn't look good um, in the postgame. And then you had Juan Thornhill with the calf injury. So they, they had a few injuries tonight. Yeah, and obviously the biggest one is Juan Thornhill, just considering Clyde has kind of taken a back seat in the sense that that lead role is as the back. And and you wonder what the deal is with Juan. I, I think it was troubling that he was, he was questionable to return, it seemed like, for like a minute. And then very quickly the Chiefs changed it from questionable to out and that he wasn't coming back. And so a lot of times you could – tell the severity from the speed of this so it remains to be seen if, if Juan's going to be able to go against the LA Rams the, the Chiefs schedule now after the Chargers opens up a little bit you know when it comes to the quality of team as we've seen in the NFL each and every week this year anyone can beat anyone on any given day so you, you want to have your full lot but I think Cook has, has been good and you know sometimes these rookies got to play we've seen that at the cornerback position so I, I think the, the Chiefs will be all right there and they were able to have Cook go in the, in the middle of the game and, and they were okay and I think Clyde being injured really allowed Isaiah Pacheco to get a lot of carries again. And I think Andy Reid maybe doesn't want to learn this, but I think he's learning that it's hard not to just run this guy out for, for 15 times, make sure that he has a, a lot of touches. I, I think from the beginning of the game, what you kind of saw with the running backs is it looked like they were going to go back to Isaiah and Clyde sort of switching out in and out. And I think that was the, the plan. And, once Clyde went down, you, you really got to see what Pacheco can do. And, I mean, it, he's a he's a scary guy. And he is a uh, somebody that, you know, I, I think from opposing defenses and, and players, I, I'm assuming they'd probably tell you he's, he's a tough guy to bring down just because he, he runs really hard and really angry. And so um, I'm eager to see what happens with Pacheco. But, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs had to overcome their share of injuries as well tonight, and they were able to do that. Isaiah Pacheco, four three seven speed at the combine. Uh, just another one of those fast guys. And what the question was, if he gets the breakaway, what could he do? Had that 28-yard run, that 18-yard run. But he gets 107 yards, Pete. The last two games, the Chiefs ran for 318 yards. That was one part of the game we talked about, the defense getting better. And I know the Chargers' defense, they're terrible against the run. I, I get it. They're, they're terrible against the run. They, they should have ran against them. And I, I felt like they kind of went away for a while. But the second half, they went right back to the run, which they needed to do. And I was asked one time, I said, how can the running game get better? And I said, you got to give it to one guy consistently. Because I've seen so many great running backs in this game go into halftime minus five yards or seven yards and end up with a buck 50. You know, and Pacheco will show you his stats bear it out. He gets better as the game goes on. So it was good to see them be committed to that in the second half because the more this team can run, the more pressure it takes off Mahomes. Yeah, and that actually was something I asked him during the week going into the game, you know, just how he felt and carry like nine or ten as opposed to, you know, what would be carry two or three. And, and he sort of admitted in a, a backward way, like he does feel a lot better when 
he's able to get in the rhythm and he does get, you know, full load of carries and can kind of, I think, get into what the game, what each and every game is. And I, I think you saw him get into a rhythm tonight. And, you know, when, once you get that head of steam going, it's, it's tough to stop. I mean, we see that across the National Football League with some of these elite backs like a Nick Chubb or a, a Derrick Henry, for example. Who knows what Isaiah Pacheco can be? I know he's a seventh rounder. Um, but let's let's face it, James Robinson undrafted, uh, Austin Eckler undrafted. So seventh round is a little bit better than that. And, you know, so we were very early in the stages here. But I, I think he proved tonight that he needs to be touching the football and probably needs to be touching the football to the tune of 11 to 20 carries a game. I think you see what that does for the passing offense. And a guy like Justin Watson shining and Sky Moore and Travis Kelsey continuing to be that beacon of consistency. And so – the more balanced you can be, the better you can be. And, and I think giving him all that early down work with Jarek McKinnon as your pass down back seems like the, the best case scenario. Yeah, and I remember what Brett Beach said in the, the offseason. He says, I feel that uh, it could be a running back in the sixth or seventh round. Um, I think that's what he said. Something like sixth, seventh round or undrafted. Seventh round or undrafted that makes a difference uh, this year. And clearly Isaiah Pacheco is that guy. Pete, we, we talk about him all the time. Um, I, I do think nationally he gets kind of under-talked about because, uh, you know, the Mahomes star and everything else. And that's Kelsey. He goes to 15-2 and two in his career uh, against the Chargers. Sets the record for most ever 100-yard receiving games. He's got six straight 1,000-yard years. This shall be seven. There's never been a tight end with more than three, and that was Greg Olson in a row. He's got more 1,000-yard years than to- Jason Witten, Tony Gonzalez, Gronk, Shannon Sharp, you name these, got more thousand yards. He truly is the greatest in this game. It's it's getting to the point where it'd be hard, you know, barstool debate on who the best tight end is on the stuff that he's doing, the way he does things, and the way he keeps getting better with age, uh, like a fine wine. It's unbelievable. Don't feel like he gets the run he deserves, but he deserves a lot more accolades than I think he gets. Yeah, and the crazy thing is he's not slowing down. I, I you know, at some point here, you, you know, kind of like we do at the quarterback position with Brady, right? Like we, we say each and every year, man, at some point, this guy has to slow down, right? And he just continues to be the same player every year with, with no sign of, of drop-off. And, you know, you talk about him being 33. He's not only the best tight end, very clearly. I mean, he's, he's comparable to what a, an impact that a Tyree Kill has for Miami or – that Devontae Adams is having for Las Vegas or Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. And to do it at the tight end position, I just think makes it all the, the more impressive. And the great thing about Travis Kelsey, I've talked to him a couple times about this. I'm always kind of fishing, like, you know, when do you feel like you're, you're going to be done here or just done in general? And he, like, unlike Gronk, I mean, Gronk, the, the retirement and the idea of retirement started to seep in. That doesn't really exist with Travis. I think he wants to play for as long as his body goes. And we have seen, you know, the tight end is actually one of those positions where you, you can kind of play into your mid to late 30s. So, I mean, I, I tend to think as long as the Chiefs will have him, he'll, he'll stay here and continue to be that guy from Mahomes. Like, you know, you'd think at a certain point he would he would drop off a little bit, but he has so far shown no signs of that. And let's say he can go for another five years. Let's say he wants to play till he's 37, 38. What are those numbers going to look like? You know, could yeah. he be that guy that, you know, it, it doesn't seem feasible, but could he be that guy? that breaks that that record i, I mean I, I think as he goes on and as he continues to have no sign of drop off that becomes all the more possible and he's having fun and he's having fun i mentioned tony gonzalez uh, had four 1000 yard years gronk did it four times jason Wynn did it four times sharp three he's not even in the same stratosphere as them 
I mean, she's going to have seven in a row. No player in the NFL has more receiving yards than he does since 2016. That includes wide receivers. So I think it's often mixed in the shuttle or the shuffle that, hey, the Chiefs are without their top two wide receivers tonight because we can't have that argument if Travis Kelsey's playing the game. That's the best receiver on this team, and he's still playing. Right. And, and we that, forget that, though. The wide, that's what the wide receiver room always is in, in Kansas City. It's sort of that second tier of pass catcher because it's always going to be Kelsey first. And I think the Chiefs knew that when they, they did trade away Tyree Kill. I, you know, I think they, they said, well, we, we still have Kelsey. We just got to find some guys that are going to be able to produce behind him. And, you know, it's not only been Juju Smith Schuster who has been great and he was really breaking out before the injury. Uh, it's these, these these findings of a Justin Watson who really has earned the trust of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it, you finally got to see Sky Moore. We were kind of worried about Sky Moore, but really it was, an, it was, a, it was a touch thing. It was an opportunity thing. He, he just was kind of buried there because you had so many of these other receivers there. But now that he's getting the, the chance, you're, you're kind of seeing what he could potentially be as this year goes on and, and in the future. And, and so, yeah, I, I, I've just been impressed with the roster building and, Look, uh, when you have Patrick Mahomes, that makes life easy for you. But you can tell that Mahomes has trusted certain guys more than others, and it's like more than the MBS. Like MBS, I think, and, and Mahomes are still kind of working on that consistency of, of chemistry. It's more of these draft picks and these um, hidden gems like a Watson that, that you're seeing that can produce in the big spot. Finally, Pete, uh, what's, the, what's the stat that really defines Mahomes? Because I know Adam Schefter's tweeting about it. They – a lot of people tweeting about it. It's something we all know in Kansas City. Mahomes win this game 13-0 and against the division on the road. Uh, they're finally starting to understand that because Adam Schefter's tweeting about it. Only Joe Montana won 20 uh, road games from 84 to 93. That, that's currently the record. But he didn't do it in his first games. Like Mahomes is doing this in his first road games. So 14-0 and since he's been a starter. Montana, you know, didn't do this for five years when he started this streak uh, after playing, it was an impressive streak at, at 20 games in a row. That or the fact that no team has beaten them by more than one score except twice uh, that it's happened. Like, what will you think about Mahomes? Like, what's the most impressive thing to him or have you, you seen from him? For me, yeah, for me, I think it's, I think it's just simply having the best numbers in general, for me, it's not one number. It's just having the best numbers so clearly in general through the point of his career that he's at. And I, I don't, you know, I think there's, there's been some fatigue. I, I don't know. I, I feel like in the nineties and, you know, you talk about the days of Joe Montana and I'm even thinking like even to the Michael Jordan and I'm going to date myself here and sound a little bit old, but I, I just think if, back in the day, it seemed like people were more apt to like lean into what could be the greatest player of all time and, and really want something like that. Where I, I think nowadays, I don't know if it's social media or what, it, there's a tendency to, to kind of get fatigued by somebody or grow tired or look for the next best thing. And, you know, I, I think it's starting to become clearer and clearer to people. Like maybe there is no next best thing. Like this, this is really what we're watching is, is potentially the greatest player of all time. Now there's a lot of people in new England that said they're going to say he has a lot of work to do. And I, I think it's hard to disagree with that. He's got to, start putting together some of these Super Bowl runs and these Super Bowl titles and rings if he ever wants to be that. But just from a, an eye test standpoint and just from a pure stat standpoint, through what first 74 starts of his career, he's so clearly the best on and on pace to be the best um, you know, to this point. And, and so I think it's wait and see. And I, I think you are, you're all right. I think people nationally are starting to come back onto the, the Mahomes bandwagon. But don't let anyone forget, like there were people – 
prior to the season in these previews saying, you know, we want to build our team around Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow, Joe Cool. Yep. You know, I don't think anyone in Kansas City forgets about how cool it was uh, that Joe Burrow is so cool, calm, and collected. And now, you know, he's struggling against Kenny Pickett and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers to to maybe, get, you know, get a win win there. And, you know, you, you talk about um, other players that, you know, Watson, I, I'm sure will, once he kind of gets past this, he'll start to reenter that, that conversation. But to me, it's Patrick Mahomes. He's so, so clearly – so clearly the best and and i think it is nice you know for him to start to finally i think get some of that that national recognition and i think if he can get a second super bowl and why not this year with a wide open league uh, i think people will be saying those, those type of things even more yeah i mean the way it boils down to is the chargers yes they play close games with the chiefs but the bottom line is in the last 18 times they've met the chiefs won 15 of those games so yes they've been a tremendous rival and it's been fun to watch these teams. But again, the Chiefs keep getting the upper hand on that team, except when they came in the Arrowhead and beat our JV team, which would no one played and Mahomes didn't play. But anyway, Pete, good stuff, my man. We'll uh, we'll talk to you later. You'll be on the 610 Sports Radio all throughout the week, and you'll be on uh, 41 on uh, tomorrow, right, early in the morning? Yeah, we, we do 41 uh, tomorrow in the morning. If, if you are listening now and you, you want more Chiefs content, yeah. I'll be on about about 6.18 a.m. So if you want to turn on, on 41. And other than that, I'll talk to you next week. See you later. Yeah, Pete, Pete, Pete. I also like how it was he threw it around in the 6.18. Yeah, because he, that's not, a, not 6.15, not yeah. 6.20, around 6.18. Yeah, well, we'll take your call real quick, Gino, before we take a timeout. You've been patiently on hold. I appreciate that. Uh, Gino in Kansas City wants to talk quarterbacks. What's up, Gino? Oh, not much. Uh, just feeling happy like everybody else. And I, I just had some observations about Mahomes, you know, seeing this stuff over and over and over. And one of the things is some of this stuff transcends individual sports, and you can see traits that that, that you can see in people – be it basketball, football, baseball, whatever. And one of the things I noticed, and you'll recall this if you were watching the game, so you, you see the, the Chargers sideline, and you see their quarterback. And I love Herbert. He is fantastic. I think he, he'll get an MVP before it's all said and done. And you see the look on his face. And then in the Buffalo game the other day, and you see the look on that guy's face. And, and they're over there, and there's just something about their countenance. There's something about the way they look. You see this look, and it's not fear, and it's not necessarily despair, but there's this look on their face that they're conveying that they're afraid that they might lose, that they know they might lose. And then whenever you see Patrick Mahomes, and maybe I'm mistaken, maybe I just – It's the Grim Reaper, man. What's what's that? It's the Grim Reaper, cons. Uh, He's gotten to that point. They, remember John Elway? You know, you know what I'm saying. You know, is watching the Chiefs when you're growing up. I don't know how long you've lived here, Gino, but remember what Elway used to do? He would cut your throat out, and you just knew if you left too much time that he was going to cut. Even Philip Rivers at times early on in his career, like, ah, hey, you left this guy too much time. We've seen it done. Joe Montana had this about him. Brett Favre had this about him. You, you leave him too much time. Well, Mahomes is that guy now. You saw Herbert tonight when they scored that touchdown. Yeah, he was excited and all that. But he still knew they left Patrick Mahomes too much time. And the Chargers were, even though they did celebrate it a little bit, they didn't do all the posing like a lot of teams do because they knew that it could look silly here in about two minutes after Mahomes is done with them. Yeah, and, and the, of course, you're right. The guy is the Grim Reaper. But but the thing is, when you see him on the sidelines, when I said it transcends individual sports, this guy, he is like Larry Bird and like Jordan and those guys. The look on their face is only – 
let me in, let me at him, let me have the shot. That's I'll the priceless thing. There's just the, the fear just is not there. He's just gimme, gimme, gimme. And the the way that it, it, it translates into having a great locker room, we have so many great things going for us with a great coach and a great plan and all these great players. And the locker room being the way it is, especially because of Mahomes, and Andy Reid, but that guy is just a stone cold killer. Killer. He has no ability to feel fear. And these other guys, these other top guys like Herbert and 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 Josh Allen, Josh Allen's like a child. He looks like Dennis the Menace when <laughs> things go bad for him. No, you're you're 100 right, man. You're 100 right. You know, it's that fear. It's that fear instilled. But I do want to mention this before we take a timeout. If you want to call back in, we can nine one three five eight six seven six ten. I'll take your calls. All night long, whatever you want to do. But, I mean, I will head inside that locker room in just a little bit. But I have to dress the Bills for a second because I just saw the picture of the thundersnow again, Jen. The Bills, here's the thing. There's two things wrong. One, they should have been in Detroit earlier. They should have that 80 inches of snow. They could have already been in Detroit. They got to stay there anyway because they're playing on Thanksgiving. And two, why didn't they stay in a team hotel? So they're all in one place because they got tired of seeing these videos and saw people talking about them like, you know, Dungy and all these guys talking about the Bills and how the, the people stepped up and helped them. Well, they also wasted their time and energy digging out the Buffalo Bills players. I'm sorry I'm on a tangent. They should have been in a team hotel, and that's what they should have done. But you know what? It all goes back to what Mahomes did to them last year in the postseason, Jen. You remember what Andy Reid said? Yeah, when it's grim, be the grim reaper. <laughs> that's right. Go get it. That's right, Jed. That's right. More cowbell. I want more cowbell, Jed. Mahomes at his own 36. Down by three. Three wide to the right, one wide to the left. Mahomes over the middle. Cut Tyreek Hill at the 45. Angling right 40. 35. Cheetah. 25. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown! Kansas City. A 64 yard touchdown. Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. And Mahomes has just set an all-time National Football League record with his 24th touchdown in the postseason in his first 10 games. This none bigger, none bigger than this 64-yard catch and run. 32-29 Kansas City with a minute two to go in the game. The Chiefs have 13 seconds left. They have all three timeouts, but... That's an almost moot with 13 seconds to go in the game. A 36-33 lead for Buffalo. Now the Chiefs have got to somehow get in field goal range. 36-33 Buffalo. 13 seconds to go in the game. Very unfortunate for this Chiefs team. They've battled this entire game. Heck of a job. And now you're in a situation where you're behind the eight ball. 13 seconds as you mentioned. Holmes. They throw it to Tyreek Hill. This is the same kind of screen they ran against. Timeout called by the Chiefs. They used six seconds up to the 43-yard line. Same thing they ran for a touchdown against Dallas in the 2017 season. It's a 19-yard gain. The Chiefs have to get much closer. They got to get one more chunk here. But you still could use deep middle maybe with the timeout and then try to tie it with the field goal. The Chiefs practice these scenarios each and every week. Clock winding down, they know exactly what plays to call, how much time it should take, if the receiver should catch and drop down quickly. Chiefs have the ball at their own 44. Eight seconds left, down three. Safeties are back for the Bills. 
Mahomes takes a snap on the near hash. Goes down the middle to Kelsey, 35, down to the 31. Timeout called by the Chiefs. Timeout at the 31-yard line with three seconds left, and here comes Butker, a 25-yard pass play. Put down a 49-yard try. Placement down, the snap was a little low, but Butker gets a kick up, and he ties the game! Ties the game, we're going to overtime! tie in overtime. Chiefs first down and goal to go. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey on a push fade comeback. And the Chiefs Sorry, I just have fun with that, Jed. I just have fun with the 13 seconds because I keep bringing it up. And thinking of Buffalo in the snow, let me think of the Grim Reaper because the color's right. He's got that fear, man. You fear the Grim Reaper coming in because that's what he's doing because he's making a name for himself. You don't want to leave him too much time. We have time for you, though. 913-586-7610, and we come back. Kansas City Chiefs get the 30 to 27 win over the Chargers. What's new? 15 the last 18 times. This is exactly what's happened. Jay Binkley with Jed Marshall producing the operation. Jed, good evening to you. I know we haven't had time to uh, to chat yet, but uh, enjoyable game. Hi, Jay. Hi, Jed. How are you doing? You enjoy? It seems like the Chiefs win all the time that we do this. Yeah, that's typically what happens. It really does. It's, it seems like this is uh, exactly what happens. But our phone number, 913-586-7610. We'll go inside that locker room in just a second. But, yes, yeah, some other guys stepped up. I felt Sky Moore stepped up today for the Chiefs. And this is really receiver by committee. It really is. Juju Smith-Schuster, did, of course, with a concussion in the last game, had really been finding a stride with Patrick Mahomes. I think MBS is still looking for that stride with Mahomes. I think you got a glimpse of why they drafted Sky Moore. I know a lot of people were critical on Sky Moore. I, I, I didn't think that was fair. I think you got to give the guy a bit of a chance, see what he can do. He was an incredible wide receiver. I mean, guys like Mel Kuyper and stuff loved him coming out of the draft, you know, the biggest hands in the draft, and he was a guy that uh, that people really liked. And it's time to see what he's, he is going to be about for next year. Do the Chiefs want to throw money at Juju and bring him back? Because Juju played the uh, Darrell Rivas game the last couple of years, he's one-year contract. He's 26 years old. I'm sure he's looking at Christian Kirk, which, by the way, they're the same age. Their like, career numbers are identical, except Christian Kirk makes a hell of a lot more money than Juju, and Juju's probably like, what the hell is it? Why is this? Um, Juju's a more physical wide receiver, but they, their career numbers are very similar, and he's seen what the Jags gave Kirk in the offseason. Is he coming back? He signed that one-year deal last year with Pittsburgh. He signed a one-year deal with Kansas City. Uh, MBS, you're waiting for him to step up, be that guy. He's got four three seven speed. Oh, I, I want to see it. I mean, last year he, he had the fastest time in the NFL with the football. He's like 22 miles an hour. I mean, the dude's incredibly fast. I mean, you're thinking McCole Hardman at four three three. Well, he's got four three seven speed. I mean, he's extremely, extremely fast. The same as Pacheco, by the way. He's that fast as well. But I look at this. And you wonder, okay, can Sky Moore step up and show the Chiefs something? Like Justin Watson, you know, that came over for the Buccaneers, he's been great. He's been great as a down-the-field guy. He's got sure hands. He makes those catches. But it's by committee who's going to step up. And I do feel when Juju's on the other side, 
it kind of takes a little bit of pressure off Kelsey, although it doesn't matter because Kelsey's going to catch anything thrown to him anywhere and make these uh, moves out of the, out in the field that are just unbelievable. But you're seeing Mahomes do this with other talent, and that's the question. Great quarterbacks do this with, with players, but don't get me wrong. You know, when people say, well, there's great talent around them. Well, don't forget Joe Montana, you know, Jerry Rice, you know, towards the end there, Steve DeBerg, you know, got a piece of Jerry Rice there, John Taylor. You know, Peyton Manning played with Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. But he, Dallas Clark wasn't bad either. Dallas Clark wasn't bad either. But it was what he did with the Jacob Tammies of the world, the Brandon Stokeleys of the world. You know, it's those guys th- that make you. It's like Albert Wilson. Remember him? He's on the back of a milk carton now. But Patrick Mahomes getting paid by that game in Denver to end the year and his rookie year. Well, and to me, I guess that's maybe where a little bit of at least my apprehension comes with a lot of what this team is. Because we're talking about Isaiah Pacheco and the night that he had. You're talking about different guys who were late round picks, Sky Moore being a second round pick. But when you look at what the Chiefs have done, investing a first round pick into Clyde Edwards Alaire, who certainly has not shown out and has not lived up to the production for at least his value. I to me, that's where I guess I have a little bit of apprehension and I, I appreciate what, you know, um Brett Feach and the Chiefs organization has has done. But it it speaks to what you were talking about, how Patrick Mahomes can make everyone better. But to me, it also speaks to the fact that if you're going to invest draft draft capital into certain spots, you need to put it into positions that are going to make differences, not necessarily in spots where you can find them on the scrap heap. Yeah, no question about it. But, you know, it's just this whole team collectively from the front office – to the coaching staff. I mean, it doesn't get any better than Andy Reid. You know, it's fifth all-time in wins, third all-time in postseason wins. You got Brett Veach, just, you know, his draft has been great the last couple of years. Yeah, we're going to have a draft here in Kansas City. It's going to be fun. But guys like Nick Bolton, you know, showing out, that was a shrewd deal because he considered it the hot zone last year, but the second and third round when Nick Bolton was drafted. And sure enough, he got Nick Bolton out of the deal. And this year, you know, he's talking about the seventh round and beyond getting a running back, and it's where he gets Pacheco. You know, it takes a GM to supply the head coach with the talent. And I remember talking to Brett Veach. We had an interview with him several years ago, uh, back when he first took over. And it was about, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, because they had Hill here and he had Kelsey and had these weapons. And it was about constantly keeping him supplied. Like the Chiefs are always going to be thought about as a contender with number 15. As long as 15's here, they're always going to be considered a threat. It's just like the caller said a few minutes ago, Tim or whatever. And he was talking about, you know, the fear. And there is fear. I mean, I see the fear on the other sideline, and that's what you want. When Patrick Mahomes is out there and you give him too much time, like he had to know they gave him too much time. I mean, at the end, you knew they gave him too much time. If the roles are reversed and he had 31 seconds, he probably would have come down and scored there instead like the Chargers had that time. He probably would have scored. But you don't want to give him too much time because you know what he's going to do. You don't want to pose in the end zone like the 49ers did in the Super Bowl because he's going to come back and beat you by 11 points. You know, he thrives on pressure. I, I, I still find it amazing that people want to be critical, pick somebody else in the vision. It just doesn't make sense because the Chiefs put everybody on alert. Like, you, it's tough to stop this team. The Bills learned the Chiefs can score in 13 seconds. Like, the NFL is learning lessons. They continue to learn lessons about this team. 
No matter what they do in the offseason, no matter what they do in the draft, they got to stop Mahomes. He's public enemy number one, and they just can't do it. And it's becoming increasingly frustrating with the uh, with teams trying to stop Patrick Mahomes. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, let's hear from him now. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Yeah, I mean, um, we do this a lot. Uh, well, Coach Reed prepares us for these moments. Um, we knew we had a lot of time on the clock. We knew we had some timeouts, so we, we didn't rush. We just kind of went through the went through what we do every single day at practice and everything like that, um, and uh, we executed. And I thought, uh, I mean, obviously, Travis, I mean, it was Travis. He makes he's the greatest tight end of all time. He makes plays like that that win games. Um, but uh, I thought a lot of young guys stepped up, and uh, some guys that did not necessarily have those major roles stepped up on that drive as well. And so uh, it's good to see uh, with all those young guys out there. The rookie stepping up, Pacheco, 107 yards rushing. Obviously, Sky Moore had his best game of the Chiefs along with Justin Watson. Talk about the play of the rookies tonight. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of new faces, man. And uh, to see them excel in moments like these is, is special because uh, obviously we've done it in this organization for a little bit now. Um, but to have those new guys step right in and make those plays, uh, especially not only on the offense. But, I mean, you look at the defense, man. I mean, every, it seemed like at one point all the DBs were, were rookies or new guys. And so, uh, and I mean, George, I mean, we've done a great job of bringing a lot of talented players in here, and they've stepped up and made plays happen. That last drive, how, how different, if at all, did it feel to go into it knowing you're down a couple guys that, that you've, you've had most of the season? And I try, I try not to let it affect me. I, I, I joked about it during the week. You know, I, I just go through the reads unless Kelsey's manned up and I throw him the ball. So that, that's uh, that's kind of my mindset. Um, obviously, teams have plans for Travis, and so guys are going to have to step up. And so uh, when guys go down, I mean, obviously we didn't have Juju and McColl, um, and, and the KT goes down. I mean, Sky stepped up and made a lot of plays happen that uh, he stepped right into that same role. Um, and I think you just credit the Veach, man. He brings a lot of good players in here, and so I can just go out there and, and go through my reads and guys get open. And you weren't really, you weren't really joking about that with, with Kelsey. Also, right? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking at all. If he's man to man, I'm gonna give him a chance, and I mean, he's gonna win most of them. I mean, obviously they got Derwin, so Derwin's gonna win his battles because he's like, like probably the best safety in the league. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna give my guy a chance because I know how special he is. Not suggesting that Kelsey is is ever unimportant to this team, but do you ever feel like he was more valuable given what the players you were missing than he was tonight? But all the tight ends were. I mean, if you see um, Jody made some plays, Noah made some plays, uh, Travis obviously made some plays, but uh, we, we stayed in a lot of bigger sets. We ran the football. Um, I thought the offensive line did a heck of a job running the football, especially in that second half when we just let them, let them eat and let them go out there and just run it. Um, and then uh, when we needed to make plays, guys stepped up and made plays. And so uh, hopefully we can get healthier as the season goes on, get some of these guys back. Um, but uh, that's the, the good thing about this team is that everybody's going to step up and make plays when it counts. You all have a three-game lead in the division after winning this game. What does that mean after an offseason of a lot of chatter that you talked about here? Yeah, I mean, we're just taking it week by week. Uh, we take it day by day. We just try to get better. Uh, we knew we were going to grow this year. We're going to keep getting better and better. And I'm proud of our guys, man. We've played a lot of tough games against a lot of great teams, and we've, we've stepped up and won. Um, and so, um, obviously, it feels good now. It'll be a nice plane ride home. Um, but uh, we got a, another I mean, Super Bowl champs coming, coming to town next week, so we have to kind of prepare ourselves again uh, when we go into this next week of practice. What the funds a little bit? I saw that interaction with you all on the sideline, the signed jersey and that. What did that mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, just just being on that sideline is special. I mean, uh, to be with those guys, uh, to have the Chiefs kingdom in the stadium um, and, and, and be a part of this team, it is a special feeling. I know how lucky I am. Uh, I mean, I know, when I talk to people that come from other places and when I, when I see what's going on around the league, I know how lucky I am to be in this organization, and so I try to just embrace it every day.
Patrick, uh, just, you know, you've done it with 13 seconds, minute 46. Like, coming on the field, what do you do with the huddle to get, you know, showing that confidence that you've been able to accomplish? those last minute or second drive? You know, I just thought it was cool today that when we when I went in the huddle, everybody was just like, let's just do it. But there was no, like, doubt that we were going to go down there and score. There was no doubt that we were, we were going to make make it happen. Um, and from the offensive line to the receivers, to the running backs, tight ends, everybody was just had their mindset of let's take it one play at a time, get it down the field, and uh, go out there and get a touchdown when it counts. And that's what we did. Kind of less surprise or less shock when you guys are doing something like that since you've done it so many times? No, I mean, you, you understand this league, it's always going to be hard. Um, and I never will take that for granted. I mean, this league is, there's a lot of special players on, on both sides of the field. Um, and so uh, you just, you go back to your fundamentals. You go back to not making it, hey, we have to get a touchdown right now. We have to get a touchdown. It's one play at a time. How can I execute this play, move on to the next play and, and keep it going? And that's usually when the good stuff happens is you just can really focus on what you have to do to make that play and that play work. That same line. As a quarterback, tell us what the feeling's like. You're backed up deep in your end, and you know the game is on the line. You can't make a mistake, and you successfully lead your team all the way down the field for the score. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've seen enough now that until that the clock's at zero, I don't celebrate. But, I mean, obviously you're excited. Um, just trying to, to get the job done, trying to win the game. You put in so much work. I mean, everybody does. You put in so much work. And to get that win, it shows that that work is paying off. Um, and so uh, all that time that you're in the building, that you're away from your family, whenever you can have a drive like that, you can tell that it, it's worth it. And then you get to go home and be with your family and enjoy it with them. Last two. Go ahead, Patrick, a lot of your chemistry with Travis is obviously because of the work. And you've got a great rapport with a lot of the guys you, you play with, of course. But, it, but is there any different way to describe what it is that enables you and Travis to have the same sort of points of reference on everything, the same wavelength? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a lot of reps. First off, you I mean we've we've played a lot of football together now. I'm, I, t I joke around, I'm getting old in this locker room now already. So uh, we've played a lot of football together, done a lot of reps, um, but he's just a competitor. I, I, I'll say it. I, I think that's the best talent that Travis has. No, not the size, the speed, the route running, is that he will compete to the very end. And he's going to go down fighting. And so uh, I respect that. I, I think that I'm the same way as I'm going to do whatever I can to win no matter what the score is. Um, and, we, and we have a lot of guys like that on this team. And I think that's what makes great teams is guys that won't give up even when it doesn't look great. Patrick, I know you're on time tonight, but did you make plans to uh, take Henry Winkler up on his dinner offer? Oh, I already told him I was, so I didn't have time uh, this weekend. But hopefully, we can we can win a lot of games and try to win the Super Bowl, and then I'll, I'll be back in LA at some point and uh, take him up on that. Right, thank you. Hey, there's Patrick nice. Mahomes. Yes, Henry Winkler, the Fonz, Jed, hey. the King of Cool, man. Fonz is hey. a big Chiefs fan. I mean, you know, but I'm pretty sure every media member in the world tweeted this picture on the field and interviewed him. I think Henry took a lot of pictures with media people and interviews and stuff. I mean, it's cool. It's cool if Fonz is a Chiefs fan. But you know what? A lot of people are Chiefs fans, even celebrities. Would you consider the Fonz an A-lister? No, I wouldn't uh. because it's not, you know, 1975. <laughs> anyway, they thought it was cool, but, you know, there's plenty of people out there that like uh, – you get to – Sudeikis and Rudd and all those guys that are there's a big actors. Don't mention those guys because my girl or excuse me, my, my fiance is listening and she's a big Jason Sudeikis and Paul Rudd fan. And if she hears about that, I'm not going to hear the end of it. So just well, who's more popular, it. them or Fonz? I mean, probably those guys. I would say so because it's you know 2022. Like how many people remember the Fonz? You know what I'm saying? Like I do, I do because I'm old.
you are old, but do you know him from Arrested Development? No, I just know the Fonz from Happy Jeez. Days. E. The leather jacket, the white T-shirt, the jeans, the Fonz, man. Jay. Arthur Fonzarelli. No. Come on, man. I remember Henry Winkler from the Fonz, We're man. keeping this for the kids. The Fonz a big Mahomes fan because he's cool, right? All the old people have gone to bed, Jay. We have to keep this young and hip. I guess so, Jen. I guess so. Well, let's hear from Andy Reid as well. Coach Reid, as I mentioned, third all-time in coaching victories. It's always fun. Andy Reid's so serious about everything, and it's great because you see how prepared this team is. And I guarantee if the Chiefs had a snowstorm they were dealing with, they would have, A, been in Detroit or, or B, been in a team hotel to make things easier because Andy Reid just gets it. But Andy Reid, uh, after the game here, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio. Since 1967, as we hear from uh, Big Red at the podium. All right. Um, as far as the injuries go, uh, Clyde um, has a high ankle sprain. Um, Kadarius Tony hamstring tightened up. Uh, Thornhill has a left calf that um, he strained. And then Jalen Watson uh, hurt his hand, but we'll we'll see where that goes from here. But other than that, listen, a great, great football game. Um, our fans were unbelievable, the ones that were here, and uh, um, we appreciate that. Um, Brandon Staley's done a heck of a job with this football team, and uh, these, these, ga- these games come right down to the last, last series. I mean, it can go either way. I was proud of our guys for <clears throat> stepping up and, and um, doing a nice job offensively that last series that they had and, and defensively the last series that the defense had. So um, I, those, that's big time, big time football at the right time and um, much appreciated. So uh, Kelsey, again, had a, another 100-yard game. It's, you know, he's done a nice job with that. Um, it was good to get Pacheco 100 yards. I mean, we, we needed that. Um, today every every yard of it I was going to see some of the young guys step up um, whether it was Watson having a start and Sky stepping in there and doing a nice job on the offensive side defensively um, uh, Bolton was all over the place I mean he's been doing that all year so um, and then Dana had some nice rushes um, Chris um, you know he's a great player and made a great play when Great players make them. So um, did a nice job on that interception. He actually caused that um, to take place. Uh, I mean, I could keep going. I, the offensive line, Pat Mahomes. I mean, what are you gonna say there? So he he calms everything down both sides of the ball. He helps out with, um, and Kelsey does the same. Then Chris and Frank, and it was good to have Frank back. Uh, Frank and also. Um, uh, Bolt. So all those guys, uh, the good players, really stepped up and and um, calm calm things down when it was needed. So, anyways, with that, time's yours. How calm were you with a minute 46 left and having to, to face what you did as many times as you've done this, but down really about three pretty prime targets. Yeah, you know, didn't even think about that part. Uh, we just went in and saying, this is what we have to do. Pat doesn't worry about all that. <clears throat> he just goes in and, and plays. I mean, these guys, they all practice. Joe rotates all of them. Uh, Tom Melvin does the same. And uh, so whoever goes in, goes in and plays. And 
um, we, we, you know, that's how that's how we roll. Now, as far as practice, you know, we spend so much time on that during camp, working on it, and you know, for it to pay off is a good thing. And it seems like every time we come here, we it comes down to something like this. I mean, it's ridiculous. Andy, Andy, you explain how the sort of new faces can be integrated in moments like this that goes all the way back to camp? Yeah, sure. Um, well, that and, and then rotating them in practice. So we've got a lot of rookies uh, that finished that game. So it was, it was neat to see them uh, step up and do what they did, whether it was in the secondary or linebacker or wide receiver. You know, so I mean, it was it was a neat thing to to see those guys do that. And you're not suggesting that Kelsey is ever something less than valuable to you guys, but you ever you feel like he was maybe more than ever tonight, given... He, well, you know what he battled. They had a plan for him, Adam. I mean, they, they were going to bang him around, and then uh, they put an all-pro safety on him, so uh, with number three. And um, so he had, to, he had to fight like crazy the, the whole game and, and kind of come up with things uh, on the fly to get himself... Get himself open, but you know it's a tribute to the Chargers and the way they did it. But it's also a great tribute to Kels for battling through. Hey, coach, can you explain how a guy like Pacheco could last to the seventh round? And what did you guys see in him in that process? Yeah, so I mean, really, you saw tonight uh, Brett Veach's. Um, you know how how good he is at <laughs> doing his job, and Pacheco is one of those guys. Uh, um, he and his crew just they they study it, they they see what fits into what we do, and then they're willing to um, you know pull the trigger at the right time. So um, and evaluate kind of where they think guys are going to fall, um, which is a it's an art. I mean that's not that's not an easy thing to do. Oh, you can overdraft guys, you can underdraft, but uh, at the same time, you're, you're talking about guys that you want to come in and play at least within a year or two. And, you know. Since, since you've had them, what are some of the things that have impressed you? Because his playing time has obviously increased as the season's gone on. Yeah, sure. So um, I, I would tell you that his, um, his growth in the pass protection part of it, even though he, he had a tough one today uh, with. Uh, went three blitzed, um, but he his pass protection. We were confident in that. Um, his, his patience, I thought, was was good. We've been working on that, and I thought he did a nice job with that. So, not necessarily speed to the hole, but speed through the hole. And you could see him let the offensive lineman get it set up and work to the linebacker level guys, and and then go and uh, and hit it um, as opposed to. Being indecisive, so he did coach, nice. Co- coach, guys had some up and down moments um, since the start of the season. Well, how beneficial is a game like today for his confidence? Yeah, no, it's great. I, I mean, he had the he had the re- the punt returns that were uh, a bit of a mess, but he, he had never done that. And so I, we, we just, I mean, the guys kept encouraging him through this, whether it was his coach Joe or whether Connor. I mean, the, the you know it was the, they just kept encouraging. And then the players stuck by him. I mean, they could see how talented he was, and, and nobody looked at him cross-eyed. And and that peer pressure is the strongest pressure in this in that case. Go ahead, Bob. Andy. In, in some ways, probably defies description that the chemistry between Patrick and Travis, and you've tried to address it a lot of times. But I 
do wonder if there's any way to get your arms around what they're able to do with each other out there. Yeah, no, listen, we're, we're, we're a part of it, and that's the fun part. <clears throat> You'd like it to last forever. Um, but uh, these guys grow old, and, and, you know, it's not. So what I do is I try to enjoy every minute of it, every play, and, um, and their chemistry is, is ridiculous. You know, you know coming into this game that, that they, were, they had a plan for Kels, and, you know, we were able to, you know, he was able to work, he and Pat were able to work through it and made some nice things happen. Coming into training camp, we were talking about Mahomes trying to get everybody on the same page, new faces, and in this game we saw some of the same things with injuries. What does it take to get everybody on the same page and then you have a minute 46 to go down and get a touchdown? Yeah, well, sometimes you, you, there's not a lot of thinking involved and you just go play. And uh, whether you're the receiving part of that or you're the quarterback throwing it, and that's what I saw. I saw guys just, listen, you have to be there, and they were there, and I know I've got to get there, and I, I fight like crazy to make sure I'm there. And uh, there's a there's a time when you just have to get down to that part of it, and I thought the guys did that. Andy, the, the feeling of belief must be off the charts when you got Patrick doing that. I mean, a minute 46, is there a, like, we know we, we're going to win this game? Yeah, well, yeah, you, yeah, we've done it with 13 seconds, so a minute to seem like an eternity. Matter of fact, I thought we gave them too much time because <laughs> that other guy's pretty good too. So, um, but um, yes, he gives you that confidence. The more you're around him, the more you watch him do what he does. Uh, you know, you just you know you have a shot. Hey, there's Coach Andy Reid, Big Red, talking after the game. And, you know, Mahomes is the pelt on the wall. It is. It defines Andy Reid's career. He's known as the quarterback whisperer. Mahomes was going to define Andy Reid in his career. It got him a Super Bowl as well. As our good friend Emily texted in tonight, Henry Winkler, she's a younger person, obviously knows him more as the principal in Scream. She knows the Vons as that. Or Waterboy. I think the uh, coach in Waterboy is pretty good. But I'll always know him for this. Hey. <laughs> Great game, Mahomes. Hey. Bring back good memories, Jen? Of Nick at night. Can you even watch Happy Days anymore? No, I don't think so. I haven't seen it. You know what? You know another one that's weird is because there's always reruns of like Mike and Molly and like all the time. And everybody loves Raymond, which we really don't. But they never show like Cheers or anything. Like, where's Cheers? Where's Wings? Where's Coach? I mean, where's the great movie? Why do we have to watch Everybody Loves Raymond, The King of Queens, which I do like that, but it gets old, and Everybody Loves Raymond. I mean, seriously, those are like the the ones making the circuit. Where the hell is Happy Days? Well, you mentioned Wings, Cheers. though. That was a great spinoff of Cheers. Wings? Absolutely. You remember Wings? I, I do. I they don't. flew those planes at Nantucket and stuff. I once flew one of those, too, because I got stuck out on Nantucket, and they closed the airport down, so I had to like, go on this little wings thing. We probably should take a break. We should take a break. We come back. Touchdown. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Fright Post Game Show. Jay Binkley, 
Jed Marshall producing the operation. The Fonz was happy tonight. So get out your leather coat and your white T-shirts and enjoy it. Henry Winkler, a big Chiefs fan. Uh, let's go really quick before we get into the touchdown calls of the game and talk to Jim. What's up, Jim? Hey, Jay. A uh, little older than you. Big Fonzie fan. Hey. Grew up in Lamar, Missouri. Yeah. 25 miles east of Pittsburgh State University where you went to college. In Pitt State, baby. Correct. 35 nothing first round of playoffs. Nice job. Are you there? I'm here. Okay. What about uh, Ohio Woods in Pittsburgh? Rock and K Saloon? Whatever, whatever you say, Jim. I, I my memory's terrible, brother. It's been like thirty years. Okay. Anyway, um, odds of the Chiefs going Super Bowl? I, I I'd say pretty high. I mean, here's the thing. Do I think if they were? Do you see the Eagles today? I mean, they they barely beat Jeff Saturday, and I know the Chiefs lost the Colts, but they they barely beat them, and they've been living dangerously. And I think the Chiefs would be fine once they got to the Super Bowl. Did you see the Vikings? They get hammered at home. Uh, that was the Cowboys' biggest margin of victory on the road ever. That's the NFC. But the AFC, I mean, the Bills could be there, but, you know, <laughs> last last week, you know, they're sitting there as the sixth seed. They win today, but you know what? The Bills, they they had control of this division. Can they beat the Chiefs in the postseason? Well, I'm from the show-me state. you got to show me first. You know what I'm saying, Jim? Good stuff there. No, uh, Buffalo Bills are the fifth seed now. They jumped up to the fifth seed. As Kansas City maintains the first seed, Dolphins the second seed, the Titans the third seed, Ravens fourth, Bills fifth, Patriots. And that great game with the Jets sixth and the Bengals are seventh. But now it's time for my favorite segment of the show, and that's Touchdown Kansas City. It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. Harden waits for a block. And he gets the 15, 10, explodes, dies. The Jets has landed the play. A highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown, Kansas City! That's right, Touchdown, Kansas City with Mitch Holtis, brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's totally time. Absolutely. God, that would sound really good right now, because I got to the airport at 4 a.m., Jed, so I think a good uh, Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey would be fine at this point. I don't think you should have whiskey if you're driving to the airport. No, no. Once you once you uh, get get there, get home or whatever, you know, you're fine to go ahead with with the whiskey. But the Chiefs, 30 points today. They averaged the only team in the NFL to average 30 points a game. They actually started the scoring in this game. It was Harrison Butker getting the first points. 34-yard attempt here. The Chiefs trying to score on the first drive of the game, and the kick by Butker is perfect. Remember, he had a walk-off 58-yard or an overtime here in the COVID season that nobody got to see in person. But the Chiefs have a first drive and a field goal. 10.54 to go first quarter. 3-0 Kansas City. Nice little drive for the Chiefs. 11 plays, 60 yards, 4.06 off the clock. Didn't get into the end zone, but did have a 33-yarder from Harrison Butker, who still sits there with a 62-yarder this year, the longest field goal in the National Football League. That's with 10.54 left in the first quarter then with 933 left in the first quarter it was those chargers second down and two for the chargers football at midfield play action fake they want a throwback going long near side and palmer's open and he's got the catch and a touchdown for the chargers burning the chiefs on a right to left throwback of 50 yards at 933 to go in the first quarter
And that's when the Chargers got the ball. And it was like unabated, you know, three plays, 75 yards, a minute 21 off the clock at the 50-yard touchdown pass to Josh Palmer. They had a big game. Mike Williams, remember, that's the guy that always does well against the Chiefs, got hurt. And that really, I think, changed things in this game. So the Chiefs kind of pin their ears back and go after Justin Herbert, who, by the way, did surrender five sacks tonight, those times he's ever been sacked in the National Football League as they gave up the fewest sacks in the National Football League. So there's our score, 7-3, to 9-33 in the first quarter. Then with 5.58 left in the second quarter, it was guess who once again. A 52-yard attempt here for Butker from the near hash. Made a shorter one on the first drive of the game. Butker lines this one up, and Butker's got it and nails it from 52. So the Chiefs' two drives have equaled two field goals. 7-6 Chargers, 5.58 to go in the first quarter. Well, you heard Mitch, 5.58 in the first quarter. Seven plays, 41 yards, 3.35 off the clock. That 52-yarder by Harrison Butker made the score 7-6. to six. Then it was Cameron Dicker, Dicker the kicker, for the Chargers kicking a 46-yarders. Nine plays, 47 yards, 3.23 off the clock, making the score in the first quarter 10-6 to six Chargers at that point. Second quarter, 14-13 into that quarter. It would be guess who, but the, uh, well, the greatest tight end of all time, let's say. Reed Humphrey grabs the ball on the far hash. Chiefs first down and goal to go at the four-yard line, trailing by four. Snap to Mahomes. Quick throw. Near side, it goes to Kelsey. Bounces off the hit. Comes on the angle and trots into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Kelsey on the tight end screen wide, and a four-yard touchdown gives the Chiefs the advantage early in the second quarter. Harrison Butker's kick was good, making the score 13-10 Chiefs, 14-13 left. In the second quarter, that was a seven-play, 75-yard drive for the Chiefs, taking 322 off the clock. Then with 331 remaining after a very long drive, it would be the Chargers once again retaking the lead. Chargers trailing 13-10, to 10, but they have first down and goal to go at the one-yard line. Herbert is in the shotgun, but flanked by two backs, including Eckler to his left, Horvath to his right. Chiefs digging in with that three-point lead. They give it off Eckler, trying to get a push up the middle. Eckler so strong, now he's bent back. They're going to give him a touchdown here, it appears. Touchdown for the Chargers, barely just getting over the end line. That would be 13 plays, 70 yards, taking 7.03 off the clock for the Chargers. They take a lead at 17-13, 331 left in the second quarter. They do kick a field goal by Cameron Dicker, a 21-yard field goal. Nine plays, 58 yards to end the first half. And I think it was crucial because they had a second and one on the Chiefs, you know, the goal line. Chiefs stonewalled them, and they ended up uh, having to kick a field goal at that point. So keeping them out of the end zone was huge for the Kansas City Chiefs there, but scored 20 to 13 going in to half. The Chiefs would, uh, well, they would get the first points of the second half. Butker, two field goals tonight. We'll try a short one here, and the Chiefs get three points out of the drive. It's 20 to 16 bolts. 20 to 16 at that point, bolts over the Chiefs at this point, third quarter. 622 is the only points in the third quarters. Nine plays, 56 yards, 450 off the clock. But now, what I consider the totally touchdown of the game, brought to you by Tolomar Dew Irish Whiskey. So raise the glass this week's totally touchdown with Tolomar Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's totally time. This play was simply unbelievable. 
McKinnon is the running back. He'll trot in motion to the right hip of Mahomes, who will call an audible. He walks up towards Creed Humphrey and lets the line know what the call is. Mahomes, third and four, takes the snap, stays in the pocket, crossing pattern, caught at the 25-yard line. Kelsey at the 20-15, sheds a tackler up the right sideline, 10, 5, touchdown! Kansas City, a 32-yard touchdown by Travis Kelsey. That puts him close to 100 yards, but even more so and more importantly now, the Chiefs have the lead at 22 to 20. And that was the totally touchdown of the game just because of what he did. That 32-yard took the ball and just the way he took it, made some moves, went down the sideline, and just proven why he's the best tight end in the National Football League. That was a 10-play, 86-yard drive, taking 455 off the clock. Chiefs would take a 23 to 20 lead with 14 left in the fourth quarter. Then with the minute 46 left, it was guess who taking a lead again. We're at second down and goal to go. 150 to go in the game. Chiefs lead by three. Chargers have the ball. Second down and goal to go at the seven. Up on the ball quickly is Herbert. Here comes the blitz. Chiefs, they fire. Touchdown. Joshua Palmer near side. Back of the end zone. A deep crossing pattern to Joshua Palmer at 146 to go in the game. Joshua Palmer, his second touchdown of the game. Had a good game for the, against the Chiefs. 10 plays, 64 yards, 5-1 off the clock. Minute 46 remaining. He was celebrating the bed. You know, they were high-fiving each other, shaking each other's hands. I don't think they went too crazy over it because, you know, you don't leave Patrick Mahomes a minute 46 on the clock because you know what happens. You've read the book. You've seen the movie. You understand what happens because with 31 seconds left in the game, this happened. McKinnon stationed to the right of Mahomes. Ball was snapped on the near hash. Chiefs load up three to the left side. Mahomes crossing pattern caught Kelsey 10 yard line five yard line touchdown Kansas City will Kelsey do it to the Chargers again on a crossing pattern and now Travis Kelsey a 17 yard touchdown reception to take the lead plus his 33rd 100 yard receiving game of his career the most by a tight end in National Football League history. So here you go, Travis Kelsey right there, his third touchdown of the game. 17-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes. Harrison Butker's kick was good. Six plays, 75 yards, taking a minute 15 off the clock. That would be the final score for the Kansas City Chiefs, 30-27. to That's been Touchdown Kansas City, brought to you by Tola Mardu. When it's game time, it's totally time. We'll take a timeout, go over some facts and figures about what happened to the record book. For the Chiefs is every single week. It seems like there's some new record the Chiefs have set. We do that next. And welcome back. Chiefs get the win in L.A. 30-27. to What's new? They beat the Chargers as they have 15 last 18 games. It's the other team from L.A. in Kansas City next week. It's those Rams that have really fallen on hard times. But the, I think it's like a 14-point spread already, Jed, in this game. Uh, Chiefs uh, versus the Rams at home. But uh, that's the next game. I appreciate you staying awake for us tonight, but uh, a few records were broken by the Chiefs. How about most 100-yard games for tight in his career? Rob Gronkowski and Kelsey were tied at 32. Kelsey stands alone, 33 games in his career with 100 yards or more. Tony Gonzalez, by the way, third all-time. Kellen Winslow, senior, 24. Jackie Smith, 22. Chiefs record book for most consecutive games, pass receptions. Travis Kelsey, 136 all by himself. Tony Gonzalez had 131. Kelsey keeps putting numbers on that 
And the active streak for wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins has the active streak at 140. Travis Kelsey, number two, being a tight end for 136. But I think the one thing we learned is <laughs> you better put this team away. And what's the what's Omar from the Wire saying, Jed? Because I always get this wrong. If you're going to swing at the king, you best not miss. If you come at the king, you if, best not miss. Yeah, if you come at the king, you best not miss. That means if you build this lead or the Chargers and they had the momentum, they could have got that touchdown at the end of the half. Uh, of course, they could have come out of halftime, scored under seven points. That's what we do with Madden, right? Well, it didn't work against the Chiefs. Chiefs-Rams next week. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way, to you, Jed. Thank you, Jay. You as well. Happy Thanksgiving to your wonderful fiance. Ah, your better half, in my opinion. Yes, sir. Happy uh, Thanksgiving to all the listeners. We appreciate it. We'll be back. Uh, and we get it's holiday season, man. Christmas season next. We'll uh, talk about that after turkey and gravy. Anyway, Chiefs get the win 30-27. to 27. Fesco in the morning with Kling. He'll be back from L.A. tomorrow morning, 558. Fesco, Kling, and B-Dub. See you, see you soon.